Welcome. This is Brock McGillis. And Zach Sullivan, and you're listening to Level Playing Field. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another episode of Level Playing Field Podcast. My name is Randy Boost, and I am your host for this podcast. Here we talk to LGBTQ people who are involved in sports. This week's a little different. I have Brock McGillis on the podcast again. I retweeted the older episode yesterday. If you want to hear more from him, go back to yesterday's timeline for LPF Pod on Twitter, and you could see that tweet and the link for the audio. Like I said, though, this week he returns, and I have Zach Sullivan. Zach is a... English ice hockey player plays in the elite ice hockey league out of England. And a couple weeks ago during the league's pride weekend, he came out as bisexual. We talk about hockey inside and outside of the locker room. We talk about bisexuality in sports. Um, it's a good conversation. It's a little different than normal. I'm trying to also decrease my episode length. So we're about 45 minutes. Anyways, without further ado, here is this episode with Zach and Brock. Welcome to you both to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for having us. So Brock is a former guest, and I'm going to have a link to his previous episode, and we'll get to Brock in a second. First, though, I want to introduce Zach Sullivan, who came out a few weeks back, plays ice hockey in England. Zach, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and how you got involved in ice hockey? Yeah, like you said, um, I play in England for the Manchester Storm. Um my ice hockey story isn't very um, exciting. I just my parents made me play every sport when I was younger. I was a very hyperactive little child, so uh, played every sport, and ice hockey just happened to be the one that stuck. But how young were you when you started? Uh, I think I was only nine years old, so um, I started quite young. Not compared to Americans or Canadians, but over here quite young, and um, yeah, I've just been playing ever since. Haven't looked back, and I've been enjoying it ever since. So. When did your sexuality become a thing? Um, I'm not sure I can really put a marker on it. I've, I've been saying like the last nine years because that's when I was sure, I think. Probably nine years, probably longer, to be honest. And um, I only really became comfortable with myself November just gone. So November 2019. And I spoke to my best friends and, and my family and then my teammates after. And they were all really supportive and kind of gave me the confidence and made me quite comfortable that I wasn't being treated any differently and um, they still saw me as the same person as before and um, yeah it really gave me the confidence to to try and do something good. How has it been since you've come out? I mean we talked a little bit before we started recording but I just can't imagine just the overwhelming like outreach you've felt. Yeah I mean it's it's been kind of insane to be honest. Um I wasn't really, I didn't really know what to expect when I first did it. I didn't know whether it'd be a positive response or a negative response or just completely ignored. And um, yeah, it's been overwhelmingly positive and a lot of people have been reaching out to do interviews, which is, uh, I, I just see it as a great opportunity to try and get the message out. And, you know, that's the, the only important thing for me. And it's, it's getting the message out that it doesn't matter uh, about your sexual 
preferences or your gender identity. It just matters if you can play the sport. Now, Brock, for someone who did this years ago, have you been able to follow along with his story as he's come out the last few weeks? Well, um, first of all, congratulations. Um, I, I, having come out in hockey, I know how difficult it can be. Um, growing up in the sport and and knowing the culture of it, it, it's one of the most difficult places in the world or environments in the world to come out in. So um, I'm really proud of you. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. It gives me goosebumps. I have been following the story. I've uh, been in and out. Sadly, I was actually, um, the day before you came out, I just left London. I was in the UK. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I was like, oh, this would have been perfect. I could have gotten in touch and met and everything else, but I left like literally the day before you came out. Zach, you mentioned a little bit about your teammates. I know the roster for Manchester is majority Canadian. How has it been overall with them? Oh, it's been... Um, so I think I, I told I told my housemates quite early on, so probably November, December time, and we had our, our first... Pride weekend, well, league-wide Pride weekend for the Elite League, and um, I kind of told them after the game on Saturday that I was going to tweet tomorrow, and this is what I was going to tweet about. And you know, I've said many times already, like I, I tweeted on Sunday and kind of got the the response that I got, and I walked into the room on Sunday for our game, and it was a few guys gave me a pat on the back, and it was just business and as normal. It's like okay, like well done, we got a game to win, and. Uh, they they haven't been treating me any differently and and I think that's probably what I was most worried about and um you know losing the respect for my teammates and you know they've been they've been amazing all the way through they've been really supportive and um they haven't changed how they how they talk to me they haven't changed what they do and it, it's it's perfect can i ask you something yeah of course um do you think and and i don't want to alienate um your teammates or your friends um but I'm interested to know, do you think that being bisexual is um, easier in that environment than, say, being gay? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, you know, I, I can still talk to them about the girls they're seeing and the girls they're dating. So, yeah, I, I completely, yeah, definitely. Um, and... To take that a step further, what you just said about the girls, do you think when you're talking, because here's my thing with hockey and, and male team sports, and this is like, I spend my life now speaking on this stuff and advocating and traveling the world on yeah. it. I think we're at a point, like I work with a lot of athletes still, even now that I'm retired, and, and um, they'll talk about girls and, and women and and hooking up and whatnot and i'd be like they're cool with me being gay but if i say well what if i talk to you about a guy the same way that you're talking about girls they'd be like no don't do it we don't want to hear yeah you think in that environment and and if you don't want to answer this don't because if you feel like it's awkward we can talk off air but do you think you could talk about women that you're hooking up with as opposed to men that you're hooking up with in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, um, so I've been dating dating a guy since about the start of December and um, he came to our Super Bowl party last month, uh, last Sunday. 
and uh, yeah, I mean that they. I'm quite a private guy, so I don't really talk about either. I just kind of yeah. listen and join in the the kind of the banter and the chirping that's going on. And no, but they they always ask like they ask the same questions. I was like, oh, what did you get up to last night? And I'm, my response is, um, don't really want to tell you that. <laughs> um, so no, no, they they've been really good with me. They they I've got quite a close friendship with a few guys on the team. So like they. They're not really bothered, to be honest. They're just, you know, the the main response I got from the guys was, as long as you're happy, I don't really care. And um, that's that's kind of the perfect response. It's not, you're not looking for them to understand it. You're not looking for them to, com- like, get what's going on in my head. You're just looking for that acceptance and to be treated exactly the same way as before. And and for me, they like, I st- I get I would get awkward if they asked me questions about any any fem- uh, female people I was I was seeing. So. No, it's exactly the same. Like they know I get awkward around it, so they deliberately ask me the question. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Brock, because what was it? A few days ago, you talked about um, the season finale. Brock has a a drag show or a show on YouTube from World of Wonder. It's the RuPaul Network, um, and it's him and Miss Kasha Davis. They have, I think, it's like a five or six minute episode each week, and Brock was in drag. For the last episode and okay. he he tweeted out that he actually lost a lot of his hockey or not a lot but some of his hockey playing followers on twitter uh on instagram i lost about um so and and that's where like this stuff kind of lies from and and where i'm trying to figure out so i i do a show where i talk about like dealing with our our struggles and and everything else essentially what you just did, you know, by coming out. And what I'm trying to figure out is if we're getting acceptance, which I don't necessarily believe in, because I look at it as if somebody accept me, accepts me, it means they're above me and we're all equal. Yep. Yeah. Or we equality. Whereas I can talk about the same stuff in a locker room as somebody who's straight. Do you get what yep. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, but for the episode, uh, the last episode of the season, because I just wanted to expose my type of following, which is more, you know, athletes and, and you know, young hockey players, to yeah. stuff in the queer community. And, and so one of the episodes, the drag queen I work with put me in drag. And, okay. and um, I, as a six foot one, 200 pound muscular guy I make a very interesting looking female um but when I did it and posted the pictures initially when the show came out um I lost over 300 followers who were predominantly hockey players okay and I I just so that's where I started questioning and wondering is this something that's you know where we're getting acceptance but it's like face value almost like we're, we're being yeah, we'll let you in. We just don't want to know. And because you're a private person, like you're not sharing, but for somebody who isn't necessarily a private person who yeah. is, does share, are they going to get, I, th- I think the goal needs to be to get to the point where anyone can talk about anything. And, and if, and it shouldn't matter, you know, what, you know, your race, your, political views, your, your, uh, religious views or your sexuality. Yeah. 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 I agree. So I think that's where it all, these questions I have all stem from. 
yeah no i um, yeah i mean like like you said i'm i'm quite private so uh i guess i don't really experience that side of things and um i think if my best friends listen to this they'll they'll think what am, what am i talking about because i think i overshare with them a, few, a bit too much um but no yeah i completely get where you're coming from it's um i think it would be difficult more more difficult if i was gay to kind of talk with the guys and have that same relation uh, friendship and relationship with them so yeah definitely or or just having that comfort to like like because you are private when you bring your partner which is really cool that you did that i think it's so important um to create to give people that exposure that you brought your boyfriend um to you know a super bowl party um but when you're there to have that comfort that straight people may have where you can kiss him if you want or do whatever you know what i mean it's just finding yeah. that like breaking those barriers to the comfort level where nobody's like awkward about it yeah well again i think i'm i'm quite lucky cuz uh i i'll have to point out here we're not actually boyfriends we we haven't put a label on it just yet <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> no it's fine um but he's he's quite he's not a uh, he's not big into PDA um, public displays of affection. So again, I think I'm in quite a unique situation that I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. So, but I, again, I completely understand where you're coming from. It's um, I'm not sure how the guys would react if if we did kiss in front of them or anything like that. So yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. It's interesting to me because I I wonder. And this is maybe for both of you, but for Zach, what makes you think that it's harder if you were gay? I think, like like Brock said, like um, you know the the athletes that he talks to kind of don't want to hear about hooking up with guys, and um, I'm able to kind of join in the conversations about the the women that they're dating and um, stuff like that. So I think I would. It almost kind of excludes you from the conversation because you you don't have that experience yourself, I guess. And I mean, I'm I'm talking hypothetically, obviously, because I don't actually know because I'm not in the situation. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it would be quite difficult not. To, uh, you kind of feel excluded from the the conversations, I guess, because you don't have those experiences yourself. And um, obviously, like Brock said, the guys don't the the athletes that he talks to don't want to hear about. The guys that he's hooking up with, or the gay people are hooking up with. So, I think that kind of aspect, sure, you you would feel more more excluded from the conversation. And and I think on top of that, from my perspective, um, <clears throat> we see it in, in male team sport culture in general, and, and hockey's really um, hockey is very insular. Um, from a very young age, you're sort of, uh, especially in North America, you're sort of segregated into arenas and you're not exposed to as much as, say, other sports. Yeah. Because other sports are typically played at the school level. So if you're on a basketball team, you're exposed to the football team, the soccer team, the volleyball team, the men's teams, the women's teams, the cheerleaders, the academics who are still at school, the GSA is still there. You know, there's, there's a lot of different people around whereas it's incredibly insular you're in an arena confined in a small locker room with your own age um, so there's some tendencies and and um, uh, conformity that's created and 
you know, ritualistic habits that are formed over time. And because of that, there's one of the main ones is um, that hypermasculinity exists and what it means to be a man. Yeah, and definitely. Like I've, I've said in a few interviews that hockey is a really masculine sport. And like when you're on the ice, it's a physical game and it, you're kind of trying to show who's the biggest man, bigger man all the time. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely got a, I think it still has a stigma in the game where you kind of have to be a, a straight also you have to be a straight white male is a straight white guy and i think hopefully we're coming out of that i think it's you know hopefully my response has kindly kind of shown that it isn't quite like that everywhere um, yeah. but yeah certainly in in some places it's still got that stigma but I think the fact that, um, so one of the things that being a man, like there's three things you can really talk about in locker room settings. It's sports, partying, and women. Yeah. <laughs> and, a- and, and, and if you don't fit into that, you're kind of the outsider. You might as well be the fake. Um, and we see that even in the NHL, uh, you know, Dougie Hamilton's a superstar. He's a six foot five right hand shot defenseman who puts up yep. a point game and can skate and he's been traded twice as he doesn't fit into the team and the reason he doesn't fit in is because instead of partying on the road he goes to museums and he reads books <laughs> you know so um i think the fact that uh, as a bisexual man you still have the ability they still see well you're still masculine because you still have sex with women yeah yeah and, i see you coming from there so there's something still macho about that, and whereas the perception of a gay man is that he's going to be feminine and not tough and rugged and masculine. Well, I think that's I think that's a, a social stigma as well. That completely, if you're if you're gay, you're suddenly more feminine. It it doesn't necessarily mean that at all. No, you know? and and I think that comes from you know TV and different things throughout time and and uh, how we the perceptions have been created. But because hockey's so insular and they're not exposed to anyone besides themselves, you know, mm-hmm. except for other mostly straight white guys, they don't know any difference. So they assume that that's what a gay man is. Therefore, he can't back me up on the ice. Yeah, well, I, I've spoke to the, the guy on date and I don't want to say his name. I don't think he'd appreciate the name drop. But um, he, he said, you know, I've, I've, I was talking about hockey being masculine and he made a point saying just because you come out as as bisexual or gay it doesn't make you any less masculine um you know there are very effeminate straight people um it it, sexuality has no it it's not related to how masculine or how feminine you are at all it's it's just a, a social stigma that that people choose to believe they're all constructs but but and i think that was back to my point about how I think a bi person is more accepted yeah. and, and than a gay person, regardless of what the reality is and the, the social, um, you know, the, the stigmas or the perceptions are that this is what a gay person is. So I think there's some variance there. And, and don't get me wrong, there's other things for bi people that they go through where you know. Well, yeah, because exactly, you know, being bisexual, as I identify as bisexual as well, you can 
fit in more in the straight world, but in the queer, queer world, there's a tendency to not fit in as much. Completely. Yeah. I, I haven't experienced too much of the LGBTQ um, kind of community so much because, like like Brock said, the, the hockey community is so insular. It's such a tight community. And, um, you know, it's everyone says it's a family all the time. And so I, I think I said on an interview, I don't really feel a part of the LGBTQ community because the hockey family is so tight. But yeah, I can I can definitely see that. I've had a few people reach out to me say that they sometimes feel that the the B is overlooked sometimes, and you know I think I think that's I don't I I don't think that's necessarily fair, but life isn't really fair. So it's it's funny that one of the first places I ever spoke, um, and I, I'm going to touch on the B a bit. I'm going to sidetrack a little here, but one of the first places I ever spoke um, was a high school, and. Yeah. There was about 2,000 students, and this kid puts his hand up after my presentation or whatever, and, and he says, um, what about in the showers? I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, isn't it weird? Isn't it awkward for you or for everyone else? And I could tell right away he was a hockey player. He's a cocky little bugger. <laughs> and, and I looked at him, and I said, um, I said, you're a hockey player, right? And he said, yeah. I said, well, I don't know about you, but any team I've played on, they've always used the analogy like we're a family or we're brothers or something along those lines. Would you agree? And he said, yeah. I said, well, do you check your sister out in the shower? And his jaw dropped and the entire school started cheering because that analogy that you're using, like that, that family thing is very true for hockey. They, they use that a lot. And if, if they do, then they shouldn't feel uncomfortable with a gay person on their team or a bi person on their team because the reality is like, I wouldn't be checking out my brother even though I'm gay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I spoke to a few teammates about it and you know I kind of joked when I told them. It's like, don't worry, I don't have a crush on you. Um, but yeah, like you say, like it's, it's a family and yeah, like I, I wouldn't check out my brother's brother or sisters, and it, it's it'd be weird to do that. And it's the same same kind of thing. Like you say, hockey always goes on about how it's a family, how every team's a family, and and so on. And it's kind of almost ridiculous to think that you would do that. So yeah, yeah, completely understand what you're saying. And Randy, back to your question about bisexuality or statement. Um, the LGBTQ plus community is, um, we're very good at oppressing our own people. Um, and, and it's kind of why, actually, one of the reasons why I created that show about dealing with our shit. Because half the reason is, in my opinion, is that we haven't actually dealt with the struggles and oppression we've had in our own lives. And because of that, what we do is we oppress others. And we oppress people we don't understand. And, it, and the irony of that is that's what, you know, heterosexuals have done to the LGBTQ for so long. Um, so in terms of bisexuality, gay people don't necessarily understand it. They can't relate to it. And also because throughout time, there's been a lot of gay people who have used it as a stepping stone to becoming gay so they assume everyone does which isn't fair 
and is inaccurate and proven throughout time to be in inaccurate. So I think as a community, we have to do a better job of stop oppressing our own people. We have to do a better job of empowering one another and celebrating our differences because I don't want straight people to oppress me for being gay, then who the hell am I to judge or oppress a bisexual person for being bi? You can love whoever you love or like whoever you like. And and when people, you know, complain about that or about pansexuality or panromantic or anything else, I'm like, fuck off. Just let people be people. Mm-hmm. And, and the sooner we do that, the, the happier we will be in our own lives and, and, you know, the happier others will be. Should be uplifting one another. Yeah, I agree. Zach, you mentioned the locker room. The last few weeks, had, have you noticed a change at all in how you're treated? No, not at all. Um, you know, I, I still, we st- still have practice and guys still battle against me hard and we still have the same jokes in the locker room. And no, it's it's there's not been any change at all. Like, like I've said, the reaction from my teammates has been perfect. I'm, I'm exactly the same person as before I, uh, before I tweeted. And um, no, it's, it's exactly the same. And uh, like I said earlier, I think that's all that people look for. Like, like Brock was saying there, you know, it's, you can love whoever you love and it shouldn't matter. It's, it's just get, let people get on with their lives. And that's, that's what the guys are doing. You know, they asked me about how my dating life is going as they would if I was, I was dating a woman and no they've they've been amazing really amazing we are going to take a short break we will be back right after this and we're back with brock and zach part of the you're coming out i guess goes back to the manchester storm your hockey team having their pride night right yeah it was um so we, we actually had a pride our own pride weekend at the beginning of the season because um, it coincided with the the Manchester Pride weekend, uh, but this was the first ever uh, league wide Pride weekend. So all the teams in the league were taking part over the weekend. Uh, we all had our special edition Pride jerseys, and um, yeah, so obviously Manchester Storm were involved in that. Yeah, I know with um, soccer, football, whatever you want to call the sport, <laughs> uh, yeah. we have rainbow laces, which is the big thing in November. It's sort of gone all month now. How do you see these campaigns helping non, not only you as a bisexual male, but just the whole LGBTQ community? Well, um, I don't think, personally, I don't think that uh, the Pride Weekend helped me become more comfortable. Um, I think I was already at a point where I was comfortable enough to, to say it. Um, I just saw it as a, a unique opportunity to... You know, I've got a slightly raised platform from playing ice hockey and I saw it as a unique opportunity to kind of try and help others that are going through the same situation or the same journey. And um, if me publicly coming out and, and tweeting about it could help other people, then, you know, that's the only goal. That's It's not about my own personal fame or publicity. It's, it's about trying to help others. And, and uh, you know, hockey has a short lifespan compared to a lot of other jobs and, you know, I'm not going to be playing for much longer in the in the grand scheme of things. And I thought if I could do something good with with my raised platform and and uh, my hockey career, then then it was worth doing. And it was, you know, I, I'm not the best on interviews. I don't really like the spotlight or the limelight. And I thought it was 
well it is it's the it's the only thing in my life that i've i felt passionately about and i feel that it's an important message and i'm willing to come out of my comfort zone for it so um but yeah i mean weekends like this it you know all the teams are involved and and all the players are really on board all the fans uh anticipate it hugely and um yeah it's it's definitely got to help going to help the community and um i think it's it's only going to do positive things so today is sunday um, February 9th, um, and I bring up the date because this morning Brock tweeted out about how he was approached online by a student who has a project they want to work on about their sexuality. And Brock, if you can go into a little bit more detail without obviously talking about the actual person, um, just what it, what it means like for you to be approached on this type of topic and how you handle it. Because you're able to help so many people. Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, um, you were talking about Pride Weekend. And um, I think, Randy, you know, I've said it a few times. I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, uh, Zach, I think what you did is more impactful than any sports organization's Pride Night or Weekend or League-wide campaign that I've ever seen. So kudos to you again. Thank you. Um, yeah, so um, since coming out and, you know, doing the work I do, I, I get um, a lot of messages from people. I get a lot of messages from people who are struggling or want to be, you know, need empowerment or just an ear or somebody to talk to or need resources in their area and don't have anyone. So I've been able to help as many as I can um, whenever I can, and that's, you know, my whole goal in life. Um, and today a kid messaged me saying that he's a teenage boy who's gay. He's in the United States. I'm in Canada. Um, I don't know if he saw the show or just how, why he follows me or how, but um, he messaged me on Instagram saying, um, I'm doing a project and I want to help. I want to talk about my sexuality and educate people and, you know, use my kind of sexuality as a way to help others in the future. He's like, can you help me with my project? And I said, of course, like I, messaged him back I usually check that you know how they have like three inboxes now on Instagram um, so it was in that third inbox and I check daily I try requests um, and I saw this and he just said oh my god I didn't think you'd ever respond to me I'm crying and it just like my heart just melted and it's so rewarding and fulfilling to, you know, hopefully I made somebody's day that day. And hopefully I can help him not only, you know, with his project, but as a means to empower himself so that he can live life to his fullest. And also, you know, um, maybe then... Uh, pay it forward and empower others in the future. Do you get these type of messages often? And Zach, have you started to receive them as well? I get about, uh, like if I go to a, like 
a series of school in a short period of time, I'll get like hundreds. Otherwise, like if I haven't gone to schools in a little bit, I'll average about like five to ten a day. Um, I've had a few messages from um, just just not even people that play hockey, just uh, just people messaging me saying that it's, it's helped them and that they really appreciate what I've done and um, it's made them feel a bit more comfortable and um, I think the same with Brock. It's it's the perfect kind of response that you want. It's not like what I've I've been asked um, on a couple of interviews. Like, what would I say to other athletes that are, are gay or bisexual? And kind of felt like they were trying to get me to call other people out, and that's that's absolutely not what I was trying to do. It was you know if if other athletes see what I've done and and they feel comfortable enough, then then great. Like, go ahead and come out, but by all means if they don't want to or they don't feel comfortable you know i've i've got a very uh unique situation myself i'm i'm surrounded by friends who are who are so loyal they'd they'd be with me till the end and i knew my family would love me no matter what and and this year i'm fortunate enough to have a, a team that accept me for who i am and i know that the other people in their own situations or, or their own journeys don't have that kind of support uh, support network and um you know, the only the, I wasn't trying to call anyone out or anything like that. I was just trying to make other people feel more comfortable. Do you have that self awareness though yet to realize how much you have helped people? I mean, whether they contact you or not, just for you to be brave enough to actually say, you know what, I'm bisexual. I play a sport, and we are here. I mean, do you do you realize how big of a deal that is for so many people? Not really. No. Um, you know, I'm I've still kind of got the same bubble of friends and. Um, no, no, not really at all. I'm just trying to, you know, any opportunity to kind of get the message out that it doesn't matter about your your sexual uh, preference or your gender identity. It doesn't matter who you are, or or even the discussion goes further to race or religion. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. If you can if you can play a sport, that should be the only thing that matters. And um, I think the response to me coming out. Um, has shown that for British ice hockey, that is all that matters. What do you think, Brock? I mean, you've been doing this a little bit longer and, and being out and, and speaking to others. I mean, I, how do you how do you see it yourself? I think it's, um, I mean, everyone's going to do things differently, right? So like your next steps are your next steps and, and, but um, having a platform and the ability to create shifts in society and sport culture is huge. And uh, even just coming out, you've created a shift in people. You may not know it, but some parent said to their child, look, there's a gay hockey player. Um, you know, and, and that alone may have helped that kid realize they can continue to play sport, that they're not alone. Um, you know, and, and, and that's really cool. Um, and, you know, there's, there's going to be opportunity to maximize your platform and create even larger shifts if you want to. And that's super cool too, because that's what, you know, will change things and, and evolve sport because the reality is the sport landscape currently is what society was maybe, you know, 30, 40 years ago, if not longer. And, um, 
especially or where America is going to today. Sorry, Randy. Uh, um, but, you know, mind you, the UK now, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's, it's, it's, you are helping people. You may not know it. I didn't know it. Um, it was wild, you know, just people coming to me a year or two later and parents telling me like, you helped my kid. I had a mom reach out yesterday her, she was at a, a hockey game with her children in Tampa Bay versus, I don't know who they played this week. It might have been Pittsburgh. And some, no, it was Vegas. And somebody was calling flurry names, calling him a fag in the stands. I was sitting behind them. And the mom thought about me in that moment and stood up to the people saying that. And it's just, you know, like you've, put a face to an issue. You've humanized it for somebody. Whether you know them or not, I barely know these people. I know who they are, but I don't know them well. And, but my, I put a face to an issue for them and they stood up to it. And that's super cool. Yeah, totally. And do you guys have any other things you want to say? Because I could wrap it up now or feel free to, to add more if you want. No, I'm, I, uh, yeah, I just want to say, like, um, I think with all the with all the positive comments, like, um, so today we, we played a game today and uh, I got a couple of big hits made against me and I, I kind of overreacted to to one of the guys that hit me and took a penalty for cross-checking him. And I've come home and I've, I've seen a few, uh, few comments on Twitter and Facebook saying, oh, the player made homophobic comments towards me. And, you know, it, it, just because... You know, hockey, like I said already, hockey is a fast and physical sport. Just because I'm getting hit doesn't mean, and, I, and I've reacted, doesn't mean that someone's made any derogatory comments. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've since tweeted saying that I categorically deny any comments were made. And I think with, with all the positives, there's always that kind of negative reaction. And, you know, I, I don't want to be treated any differently on the ice. If, if a guy's coming into my corner and he thinks he can hit me, then then go ahead and hit me. I don't want to be treated any different by opposition players or my own players. And um, yeah, just just wanted to say that because uh, you know I don't think it's it's right for for people that don't know the entire situation to kind of come up with rumors at home, especially ones that can potentially ruin a guy's career. So oh, yeah, yeah. There, there tends to be um, a majority of the people on social media who. Um, want to create narratives that are negative and, and you know, um, create narratives of hate where there aren't any. And there are many situations where there are, but, um, you know, let's not create, fabricate things which will then ultimately minimize when it does, if it does ever happen. Yeah, exactly. The way I end this show is I always ask a question, but I... I don't want to keep harping on this, but for me, um, I grew up in a conservative home. I am older than both of you guys. So when Ian Roberts, a Australian rugby league player, came out, that was a huge deal for me. And that's why I hope, Zach, you understand how much change you're bringing about in this conversation just by you coming out and being who you are. Um, and my last question is this. It's always the same. If you can go back in time and tell your own 
your own self, something at 12 or 13 about your sexuality, what's that one thing that you would say to help you to well, come to terms with who you are? Yeah, that's, that's quite a, well, I, I spoke to my coach when I was, from when I was 16 and, um, you know, he just sent me a message saying, I'm proud of you, like really well done. And I kind of messaged him back. I was like, well, it probably wasn't that much of a surprise for you. And he, he said no. And, you know, that's, that's my, that's my kind of whole thinking behind this is, you know, I was obviously, I wasn't comfortable with who I was back then. And I wasn't confident enough to accept myself for who I was. And if when I was 16, there was someone that had done what I had done, it would have made me feel so much more confident and comfortable to do it myself and not, not come out myself, but just, just be comfortable with myself and, you know, accept my sexuality. And, um, you know, that's, that's been a big reason why I've done it. If, if I can help that, if, if I could help that 16 year old me and, and, uh, to be more comfortable and, and more confident, then, then that's exactly why I've done it. I just, you know, hopefully we're headed in the right direction. I think we have to get to a point where we we want full equality and and push for it. And um, I'm I'm hoping that in the future sports leagues will stop doing these macro banner type stuff and do work like micro work, like do stuff grassroots, so that people like Zach can come out when they're 16 and. No, it's okay. Yeah, cool. I, I think like um, you know, obviously not being straight in in sport is kind of uh, a rarity at the moment, and and people don't talk about bisexual athletes or gay athletes, and I think until people get to a point where they're comfortable talking about it, that's not going to change. Um, so that's you know, if 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 I can come on a podcast like this or or an interview and and talk about it and and show that I'm comfortable with who I am, then hopefully it will, it will kind of change that, that perspective in sport that you have to be straight to be able to play a sport. And like I said, I don't think that will change unless people are confident enough to come out and talk about it. And, um, you know, my, my coach phoned me on the Monday after I tweeted and he said, look, I've got some interviews lined up for you, but, you know, you don't have to do any. You don't uh, let me know if it gets too much and I'll, I'll kill it dead in the water. And I kind of felt that if I just tweeted and I hadn't hadn't said anything after, it wouldn't have had the same impact as it has had. Um, I felt like just coming out was only half of the job. Um, if I wasn't, if I just tweeted and kind of worked my way back into the the background, it, it was it kind of felt like a cop out, and I, I I was kind of shirking my responsibilities. And um, you know, if if I can talk about it and be comfortable with it, then hopefully others can do the same. It is cool. I mean, you're an English dude talking to a Canadian former player and uh, an American smartass um, <laughs> about coming out. So I want to thank you both for, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Anytime. Thank you so much, Brock and Zach. I appreciate the time you gave me to talk a few weekends ago. I um, hope you all enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Level Playing Field.